It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is, just give me some hot pizza. Once again, everybody, I'm Steve Siddall, and welcome to Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country, and it's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Coming up on today's show, we've got Coach Pete DeRuta and Parker Holland with another case study. Brian Quaranta is talking about taxes in retirement. Eric Carney delves into long-term care. Mark Giels has a different take on 401ks. We've got a broker's behaving badly, one for the record books for sure. So what the heck was going on this week? That was the week that was. It's over, let it go. That was the week that was. It started way above. All right, so where do you want to start? Well, I guess inflation seems as good a place as any. The producer price index rose in April, and that, say the experts, means we can expect consumer inflation to persist for a lot longer than expected. Remember the word? Transitory. I say B as in B, S as in S. And then there's the Fed. Fed officials raised rates by the most since 2000 last week in their strongest move yet to tamp down price pressures. But such global headwinds are putting the central bank's 2% inflation goal increasingly out of reach. Chair Jerome Powell and his colleagues have signaled that they're open to several half-point increases in their benchmark rate in the months ahead. Oh, boy. Another happy topic, mortgage rates. Yeah, they too are on the rise. And as a result, the U.S. mortgage borrowers' credit scores have dropped. But get this, most borrowers who qualify for mortgages have near-perfect credit scores. Do you? Mine's not perfect by any stretch. Well, let's talk about prices that are going down. Oh, good. Oh, no, don't get excited. Copper plunged below $9,000 a ton for the first time since October. Other metals slid on mounting worries about weak global demand. That's often seen as a barometer of the world economy. Copper has slipped 15% from a record high in March as investors focus shifts from concerns about tight supplies to weaker consumption. Fears are rising that U.S. monetary tightening, shaky European economics, and the stringent COVID-19 measures in top user China will hurt metals demand. Hey, GameStop and AMC back in the news. Both of them had big rallies this week, proving that there's still demand for meme stocks. GameStop up as much as 33%, resulting in four trading stops. The rally continued for AMC Entertainment. It spiked at more than 30% at one point. Both stocks were among the most bought companies on Fidelity's platform on Thursday, rivaling Apple and Walt Disney. While the pair have tumbled from last year's peak, they remain up more than 400% from the start of 2021. And this probably won't come as a big shock, but uh, according to Barclays, cryptocurrency investors are collectively not paying the IRS at least half of the taxes they owe on their trades. Can serious regulation be far behind? I don't think so. We're going to have to wait and see. And so now I read that Coinbase could go into bankruptcy soon. I mean, I downloaded the Coinbase app a while ago. I was happy to take the free five bucks in Bitcoin because then I was in, right? I had Bitcoin. That was back in November. That five bucks they gave me today, 
Well, it's now worth a whopping $3 in change. We talked about shrinkflation on an earlier show. That's where the product shrinks and it costs the same. The latest examples, Cottonelle toilet paper. Used to be 340 sheets per roll, now 312. A 32-ounce Gatorade, back down to 28 ounces. And even Crest toothpaste joined in by shrinking the 4.1-ounce tube to 3.8. Now, here's what history shows us about shrinkflation. It's been around since the 50s and 60s. Who can remember the nickel or dime candy bar? Well, somebody came up with the brilliant idea that they'll make it just a little bit smaller and still charge a nickel or a dime. Well, those days are gone, and shrinkflation continues on just about everything. And finally, a new study from the University of Cincinnati have determined that a half cup of blueberries is good for your brain. Says it could help middle-aged adults from developing dementia as they age. And they also say it lowers insulin levels and improves metabolic function, thus making it easier to burn fat for energy. Bring on the blueberries, man. Keep in mind the study was funded, though, by the Highbush Blueberry Council of Folsom, California. It's okay, I'm still in. Okay, let's get this pizza cooking. For that, we turn to America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Neruda. In this clip from Financial Safari, Coach Pete and wealth strategist Parker Holland break down a case study. If I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. Now, before the show, we we got my Uncle Sam hat out. See it over there? Uh, we, and we fill it with numbers and uh, generic numbers, and Parker draws numbers out. And then he draws ages out, and then he puts a plan together for the hypothetical situation that we just developed right in front of our eyes. There you go. Parker, what did we, what did we pull out today? Well, today we pulled out a couple, and uh, this couple, of course, we're just going to go by the name the Deruta family, because <laughs> that's the only <laughs> name I know I can use. Say, Compliance won't get in trouble. Just say the John Doe family. <laughs> hey, but what or the, the Lipscomb family. How about that? There you go. There you go. Sounds, good. Over there. Sounds good. Who's this Deruta guy? I'm just known as Coach Pete. What are you talking about? <laughs> My dad was a college professor 43 years. He was Professor D. Because oh, nobody wanted, no to, one wanted nobody, to try nobody to pronounce his last name. Exactly. <laughs> it's not that hard of a name to pronounce. On paper, it's scary. <laughs> On paper, it is scary. So we have a husband and wife couple, and How they, old were they? they are currently 62 years old. Both of them 62. Both of them All are right. 62. Drew the same you know, the thing twice. The chance of drawing 62 out twice in a row, Thomas, is, is pretty is low. Pretty I should have been playing the lottery. Pretty low. The probability <laughs> is, is pretty high that you're not going to draw something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yes, yeah. and speaking of the, our hypothetical couple, 60, both 62, and uh, we, what kind of ink, what kind of uh, lump sum do we draw out? It's not. Mr. Delgado, but it's 2.5 million in oh. retirement accounts. Very nice, Thomas. We we seldom draw, draw ones over a million out of the hat. That's but right. Parker did a well. We seldom draw two 62 year olds out of a hat too. So this is a day of seldomness. It was a small <laughs> hat. It, it was small. it was Thomas size. Big hat. <laughs> oh, what do you say? It's Uncle Sam hat. It's Uncle Sam hat. Yeah. So 2.5 million in okay. retirement accounts, and it's just the day of the twos. They're retiring in two years. All right. See, we drew two out. Okay. So. They're 62. They have 2.5 million. Done a pretty good job of saving, if you ask me. It all depends on where it is now, but more importantly, where it's going to be in the future to make sure they never have to worry about uh, their savings dissipating or, or going away before they have left the earth. That's so, right. what do we do, Parker? And of course, in this plan, we do the key spend and leave plan. This is what, leave. so. What I did was I wanted to see how much guaranteed income they could get out of the accounts while still keeping the 2.5 growing and compounding for legacy. Very important. Because a lot of people, they always assume they want to make the last check balance, but I would say more That's than... my no, dad used to say. I would always say majority of people actually would love to live off just the interest accumulated. We see that more 
more often than those trying to make the last check bounce. Well, it's, it's like the old days where my aunts would do this up in New England because they were former school teachers and they had money. All their money was in CDs. And back then, CDs were paying 15 16% interest. So they were living on the interest and mm-hmm. leaving the principal alone. So that's what you're saying, that that's the goal of most people is, is leaving the principal alone as much as possible. And, of course, we run doom and gloom, worst case, markets down for the next 50 years. That uh, that money would be able to generate $111,000 per year for as long as they one of them was alive. And I killed him off, as you wow. see here, Thomas, at age 115. Spreadsheet ran out at year 53. <laughs> it could keep going. If they're still it alive, keep it keeps going. going. So that's the magic of that. Out so, of paper. So having 111000 per year for how many for how many years, you say? 50? 53 years. So how much did they take in, uh, in that time period? So over that period of time, um, so over... Th- 30 years, they would have taken 3.2 million. So actuarially, their ages to pass away would be 91 and 92. Okay. That would have been 3.2 million. But if they went all the way to that 115, that would have been 5.8 million in income that they took off their investment. All right. So let's just go back to the 30 year one because that sounds more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> so they live 30 years after starting the plan, or they yeah. live uh, actually 32 years because they waited two years after they after they started the plan mm-hmm. to start taking income. So they take income for 30 years. They started with 2.5 million. They've taken out 3.2 million. They both pass away. What's left in the account? So assuming the market down isn't down every day, but let's say the market does half of what it's been doing over the last decade. So the market never had a single day where it earned more than 6.8%. And this isn't compounded. This is annualized. This isn't one of those messed up softwares. This is structuring up and down years in between. That portfolio would be worth $8.1 million. Wow. When they kick the bucket at age 92. Okay, but what if the market, what if the day after they put the money in, when they started it like tomorrow, and then the day, let's say the market went down for 32 straight years, they never had a gain, what would happen? Then, of course, it would hit a zero balance, but they would still be getting that 111000 a year. Okay, for, for incredible. But so they, so they pass away at 30. They put in 2.5 million. They took out 3.2 million. Is what Correct. You're okay, so they still came out ahead, and that's assuming Thomas. You know how I, I don't like talking about worst case scenario, but when we build plans, I, I require that because I don't want a plan built around hypotheticals mm-hmm. and having the hypotheticals not happen. Absolutely. So I want to see, and and this is, and and we can never say that it is impossible. Because anything is possible in this world. world. And we've, if we haven't seen that in the last couple of years, we just haven't been watching. There you go. So the market goes down every single day mm-hmm. for 32 straight years. And they still had 33.2 million that they spent. If they had been in a market and the market was down 50 straight years, they probably would have ran out of money by year five, at least, Parker. Like if the market was going down and they were still taking money out, they, they would never survive. They never would have that lifetime income plan. And that's the other side. And this is always the entertaining part. We lowball the rates of return. Like I just mentioned, I said the, day, the market never had a day higher than 6.8%. I always do run it through that age, 115 or however long the paper goes. If they live that long, they would have $35 million left to leave as a legacy. Over, if, if they did what? If the market did it no, not a single day higher than 6.8%. Oh, I thought you said they had 5. Point, oh, so they had that, five. That's, at eight, that's at age 92. That's over 30 years. But if they went all the way through age 115. Wow. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. Well, we run the numbers both ways. It's not getting Coach Pete approved unless we plan yeah, for the worst be, case scenario. Because in my life, I've just seen when you get all your hopes uh, up, it's never going to happen. So I'd, I'd rather plan around the worst case mm-hmm. scenario and have it be somewhere. All right. So they're going to be somewhere in between 3.2 million uh, for 30 years mm-hmm. over the course of their life and 10 or 12 million 
in that same time period, depending on if the market, what the market's doing. Oh, of course, and, and that's then there's the be more money left over. If, if if the market had been going up like it should, then then not only did they get all that income, but when they die, they're, gonna, they're still going to have a balance that can pass on to their next of kin. But the beauty, Parker, is in this worst case scenario. They probably ran out of money years before that as far as their balance, but they continue to get that 111000 guaranteed for both their lives. And that, that, that's, that's the beauty of it right there. That is the beauty. And the other side of it is, too, is the income and everything is also inflation protected. That income will grow if the market yeah. has performance. Very, very important. But it doesn't so. rely on it. I do enjoy hearing the case studies, kind of inspiring, you know. You can hear Financial Safari on a number of radio stations around the country. And you can also find the podcast wherever you download your podcasts. You can subscribe to it. We'll deliver it to you each and every week. You can learn more about Pete on, at PeteOnDemand.com. Check out CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more there. Pizza! Up next, Brian Coranta has taxes on his mind this week. And the reason why taxes such... is a big deal, you got to ask yourself this. You think taxes are going up or down in the future? Well, they're going up. Yeah, most people that you would ask would tell you that they're going up. Now, if that's the case and we have taxes that are going up, keep in mind for most people out there that are listening, you probably have some type of traditional retirement account like an IRA or a 401k. And when you pull money out of those accounts, you're going to have to pay taxes on it. So let's say you need $1,000 a month from your retirement account um, and you're in a 20% tax bracket. Well, you're going to have to take out more than $1,000 to net out $1,000. You might have to take twelve dollars or $1,300 to net out $1,000. Um, <clears throat> so getting your tax situation right prior to retirement is important. You can do a lot of conversion strategies where we're going from taxable money to tax-free money. That's a big one. That is a, big, a big one. one. Well, tax planning and retirement is such a critical part of the puzzle, and that is something that you really excel at is, is understanding the taxes and how you can you know mitigate taxes. You pay what you owe, but you not have to pay any more than what you owe. That's right. And you know the reason why taxes are important is because taxes, uh, along with inflations, are the biggest eroders of your wealth. And, you know, if we can control how your wealth is eroded over time, uh, the better position you're going to be in. It's very it's really that simple. So how about the other one creating this ties into what I was just talking about a little earlier, too, is creating your retirement paycheck. Remember, when you retire, your paycheck will stop from your employer, but you're going to need to replace that paycheck. That was a lot easier to do 30, 40 years ago because a lot of people had a what we would call a defined benefit plan, um, also known as a pension. Uh, on the way of the dinosaur. Yeah, on the way of the dinosaur. We don't see it anymore. We have defined contribution plans, also known as 401k plans, where the employer makes a contribution on your behalf along with some contributions you make, but generating monthly income well, that's on you. you got to figure out how to do that. Or you're going to be smart and do what a lot of our clients have done and hire a professional like Secure Money Advisors that's been doing this for a long time that understands the basic fundamentals of building an income plan that truly can turbocharge your income in retirement. So getting your paycheck right in retirement by utilizing your IRAs, Roth IRAs, 401ks uh, is very, very important. Well, that's Deciding one of the things one, that yeah. you do. I mean, that, that you I mean, you understand that because for most of us, you know, maybe we've got an IRA and maybe we've got, uh, you know, maybe a 401k. Maybe there's a brokerage account. But what do you do with them? That's where you come in. What monies do you take first? Do you, do you take from the traditional IRA? Do you take from the non-IRAs? Do you take from the Roth IRAs? How do you invest that money? You know, according to ARP, the biggest fear that people have is running out of money. And if you ask people, 
um, if they're concerned about that, a lot of people will tell you, yes, I am. You know, when people come to our office, the first thing they'll say is, I, I, I don't even know if we're on the right track. I don't know if we're doing the right things. Um, and as long as the market continues to cooperate, we shouldn't have any issues. But you got to remember, the market doesn't cooperate 100 percent of the Good time. To keep that in mind. You can hear Brian's show Saturday mornings at 8 on 94.5 3WS in Pittsburgh or on the iHeartRadio app. The website is securemoneyadvisors.com, securemoneyadvisors.com. You can reach Brian and the team by calling them right here, 800-662-6808, or just text PIZZA to 600-700. PIZZA! Now we go to Southwest Florida and Eric Carney. In this clip, Eric explains why a five-year rolling window can address long-term care. He also breaks down some debt to make sure you have eliminated by the time you retire. We were actually recording our TV show, and there's about three other advisors that were watching our show being uh, recorded at the time. And we were talking about cost of living adjustment with Social Security. Mm-hmm. And there was an advisor said there that was sitting there. He's like, yeah, we do that. You know, no big deal. Then we talked about rising inflation that we're, we're, we're tapping in inflation two and a half to three percent to your inflation every year. He's like, yeah, we do that. You know, pensions, there's a cost of living adjustment. He's like, yeah, we do that. And then we said, OK, we also put in a five year rolling window for long term care for all of our clients so that we understand if we have a long term care event, how that's going to affect us. And the advisor said, oh, yeah, we've never done that. Yeah. And think about that. Like healthcare is going to be probably more than likely the biggest thing that will financially cripple you in retirement. So people are worried about inflation. Look, we've been preaching inflation for over 20 years. Nobody really cared until this year, right? I mean, right. We're, we're at 40-year new highs. Whatever you bought last year cost you 18% more this year, right? So, I mean, everything is a lot more expensive this year than it was last year. Uh, you know, with the supply chain issues and everything that's out there, everything's a lot more expensive big deal. It's one year out of 40 years, right? Inflation really isn't the issue. It's going to be other things that are a bigger issue. And by the way, when your advisor is actually factoring in inflation in your plan, you should not be worrying about this. But when your advisor is putting you in six bond funds that were negative last year, negative 2.32, negative 3%, and we had a gentleman come in a few months ago with six bond funds that he had lost a fortune on last year. Now factor in where the S&P 500 was 25, 26% last year, this gentleman did negative two and negative 3%. Now inflation for him is gonna be a huge issue and that's what people have to realize. Of course, and that that rolls into debt as well and I know you're a get out of debt guy, Eric, and that's so important, especially from a consumer debt standpoint. Uh, you, you have, you kind of come down hard on people about that, don't you? Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's some ridiculous debt out there. I mean, in my early years, and we're talking 17, 18 years ago, I became immune to $100,000 credit card debt. You know, I mean, it was just wow. I was seeing it more and more often, $100,000 in credit card debt. That would scare me to death. Yeah, <laughs> and for some people, you know, they just weren't concerned. They're just like, well, look what we got. Look what we got. A lot of times what you have to remember with debt is you're paying off debt from something that you may not even have anymore. And so there's people that have bought things that don't even have those things anymore. There's people that have gone on trips that, you know, the trip is gone and it was four and five years ago when we went on that trip. 
So the thing is, is that there's a lot of ridiculous debt out there. And again, compounding interest and time are on your side. Debt is not Even on the your wrong side. side of compounding interest is nowhere to be when it comes to retirement. If you want to learn more, call Eric at 800-662-6808. Text pizza to 600-700. Eric and his team at Retirement Wealth call Cape Coral, Florida home. His show, WealthWorks Radio, can be heard on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida. You can also find the podcast wherever you get yours, be it iHeart or Apple, anywhere you get a podcast, you can find Eric and WealthWorks Radio. Uh, and again, as long as you're looking for the podcast, subscribe to it. You won't miss an episode. Visit the website, ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. You'll find them on TV, too, Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings. The Financial Safari News Network presents Brokers Behaving Badly. Bad brokers are not always men. Here's the story of Alexandria Cock. The Securities and Exchange Commission have charged Cock in a $26 million real estate-based Ponzi scheme. According to the SEC, Cock was the head of Wealth Plus, a California-registered firm from 2003 through 2020. The deal went down like this. Cock recommended investments in the real estate of professional financial investors, that's PFI, and professional investors security fund, PISF. Now, she'd been involved since the late 90s. PFI was a real estate investment management firm and owned a direct or indirect interest in about 70 properties, including Judy Garland's famed $3.5 million Malibu Beach House. When Cock and PFI founder Kenneth Casey first met, they agreed that Cock would be paid a referral fee on each principal investment she brought in, a commission that often exceeded Cock's typical advisory fee. The SEC says she would charge clients invested in PFI securities an annual maintenance fee. Now that went on between 2016 and 2020. And before it was all done, the founder of Wealth Plus continued to recommend PFI and PISF securities to advisor clients, allegedly raising $2.5 million from dozens of clients. According to previous charges filed by the SEC, they discovered the real estate companies were nothing more than a Ponzi scheme that stole more than $26 million from more than 1,300 investors. Those charges against former PFI president Lewis Wallach. Now, he succeeded Casey. Casey died of a heart attack in 2020. The SEC says the scheme reached back to 2007. In 2020, the companies were forced into bankruptcy. In the charges against Cock, the SEC argued that she failed to disclose the incentives she had to sell the unregistered PFI securities. Cock could not be reached for comment. The order read in part, Cock failed to inform clients that she, through Weather Plus, received a referral fee from PFI that was more than double her typical advisory fee for the first year of a client's investment in PFI and PISF, and that this created an incentive for Cock to recommend the PFI and PISF investments. Without admitting or denying the findings, Cock agreed to be barred from the industry, and she agreed to a stiff penalty, $368,232 to be paid to harmed investors and a $30,000 civil penalty. Remember, if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And use BrokerCheck to make sure you're dealing with a true fiduciary. Okay. Sorry, sometimes I'm just a 12-year-old boy. Pizza! One more clip and this pizza is out the digital door. 
We hear from Mark Geals in Sioux City, Iowa. The podcast is Mark on Money. And in this clip, Mark points out a pretty interesting way to save more for retirement in your 401k, even if you've maxed out that contribution. What I tell people is when you come into the office and visit, typically we'll find one or two things right off the bat. Um, And what I tell people is it's like an iceberg. If we find something that right away is pretty obvious that you should have been doing and you haven't been doing, there's usually a lot underneath the water as well that you should be doing and probably aren't. Um, and so if you're not doing the simple things, you know, there's usually a huge amount of other stuff that, that should be being done and just isn't, hasn't been looked at, hasn't been addressed. And so I'm going to tell you one thing that I don't think anybody here probably has heard about and you can do. And so, again, there's, here's something that you don't know, but it could be costing you money if it applies to your situation. And it is this. If you're contributing to a 401k plan, a person says, well, I'm maxing out my 401k. Did you know that in a lot of 401ks, you can continue to contribute after you've reached your maximum contribution amount? So you can put in the 15%, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the maximum that you can put in up to uh, $19,500 if you're under 50 um, but you can continue to contribute past that up to $50,000 of after-tax money. So it's not deductible. Um, you know, it's not going into a Roth or pre-tax. It's going into the after-tax portion of your 401k. But here's the caveat kicker. Once that after-tax money is in the 401k, you can do an in-plan conversion to the Roth portion of your 401k. Oh, wow. Allowing you to contribute up to $50,000 today into Roth IRA assets um, by using after-tax contributions into your 401k, and then once they're there, you do an in-plan conversion to a Roth. That sounds amazing. If you knew that, you're probably one in a million people. Because I didn't I know that. Almost nobody knew knows that you can do that. Right. Well, and are you seeing people, and are you encouraging people, and if they fit those, if they fit that category, if they fit that kind of, you know, you're able to make that kind of contribution, are you encouraging people to do that? Absolutely. Because here's the key: if if you if you're if you're contributing so much money into your 401k and you, and you're a highly compensated employee, you probably also have got brokerage accounts that have after tax money in them that you're paying taxes on. And so, you know, you want to be able to maximize that Roth because it'll never be taxed. You know, it's tax-free money forever. And it's the only investment that allows that to happen. And it's just such an important planning tool that, you know, the more money you can get into a, you know, Roth position, the better. Mark Geals in the Mark on Money podcast available wherever you get yours. Subscribe to it. We'll send it to you right away. So that's it. Episode 147 of Financial Pizza featuring clips and more from some great financial advisors all around the country, helping people get it to and through retirement on radio and in podcasts every week. And it's all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 600-700. You can also visit financialpizza.com if you want to learn more. And if you'd like financial pizza delivered to you, subscribe to it. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Guy Hart, Google, 
Amazon, wherever you get a podcast, and subscribe to it. And then rate and share it. We'd really appreciate that. If you want to reach me, email steve at financialpizza.com. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddall. It originates from the studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. I really appreciate it. Going to see you next week right here on Financial Pizza. I'm Steve Siddall. Pizza. Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.